Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. So today we're going to look at Zechariah, okay? Zechariah, I'm going to start with Zechariah chapter 1, verse 1, and the next month, I mean next <laughs> next week, we'll be on Malachi, okay? And there's something very interesting about Zechariah and Malachi. Both um, have this reference to returning to God. Some are in different forms than the other. But in this one, Zechariah talks about returning to God in a, in a certain way. So I'm going to read a verse of Scripture for you, and then I'm going to pray because i got two things I want to share, and I'm not sure which one the Lord is really want me to share. I don't have time for both. So I, I'm, I'm going to, I want, you know, I need this kind of help directing some of that. So let's read Zechariah 1, and then we're going to pray, and then, and then we'll finish up. Okay, Zechariah 1, 1 says this, In the eighth month of the second year of Darius... The word of the Lord came to Zechariah the prophet, the son of a B word, I don't know how to say that, the son of Iddo, saying, The Lord was very angry with your fathers. Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Return, to, just remember this statement, Return to me, declares the Lord of hosts, that I might return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Remember that phrase throughout what we were talking about today, okay? So I'm going to pray and let's get started. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your spirit that leads and guides and directs. <clears throat> I thank you, Lord, for helping <clears throat> to guide this teaching, Lord, how you want it, to make it clear the one that you want me to see, speak on and make it evident, Lord, to hearts and let us grow from it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen. So interesting, he says, return to me, says the Lord of hosts, that I might return to you. You've probably heard a familiar statement like this in James. James says, draw near unto me. And watch this, God says, God says, I will draw near unto How many times are we waiting for God to draw near to us? Oh, now that I can sense God, I'll worship. Now that I feel, no, 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 no. It's we draw near to him and then he will draw near to us. That's in James. You can look it up. James 4. I don't have it on the screen for you. Just write it down and think about it. James 4, verse 8. He says, don't be like your fathers whom the former prophets proclaimed, saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, return now from your evil ways and from your evil deeds. But they did not listen or give heed to me, says the Lord. Your fathers, he's talking about the previous generation. He says, your fathers, where are they? This is really Really important to get this before I go any further. Return unto me, says God, and I will return unto you. And he says, be careful that you don't put too much stock in those that went before you and what you saw in the past because he says, where are they now? They're not here. Let it sink in for a minute. They are not here. He even goes a little bit further and he says to them, because he knew how much they put stake into the prophets, he said, listen, what about not just your fathers? He said, what about the prophets? Do they live forever? Well, obviously the answer is no, but he's making a point to say to all of us, are your fathers here and are your prophets here? And the answer is no. But watch what God says next. But did not my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants, the prophets, overtake your fathers? 
Then they repented and said, as the Lord of hosts purpose to do in us accordance with our ways and our deeds, so he has dealt with us. What he is saying is, did not my word come to pass? I said this was going to happen, but you ignored me, and it did happen. And he's saying, your daddy's gone, all your preachers are gone off the of TV, nobody's left, it's you. Didn't what happened? My word came to pass. Jesus said this. I don't have this on the screen. You just got to think and remember this. Jesus said this in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 24. Maybe Matthew, Matthew 24. He said, heaven and earth may pass away. Watch this. But my words will never pass away. I'm going to tell you something right now. It's very important that you hear what I'm saying. You better build your life on God's word. And you better not be building it on some Christian philosophy. You better build your family's life on God's word. Because that's what's going to stand. His word will endure forever. When this preacher's gone, guess what's going to still be going? You get new flavor of the month. When he's gone, guess what's going to still go? The guy you like to tweet about, guess when he's gone? This will still be here. It's ha- Look, everybody has come and gone for over 2,000 years since Jesus Christ. And guess what's still going? His word. As bad as we are at trying to get it right, we, you know, we think we're so good at communicating his word, but no one communicates his word like he does, right? His word will endure forever. And God says this, if you want to know where I'm going, if you want to know what I'm doing, return unto me and I will return unto you. But what he is not saying is this, if it feels comfortable, if it's popular, if your culture accepts it, he said, forget that mess. If you want to know me, you better come back to me because you're not going to find me in the culture out there. I'm just going to be honest with you this morning. You're not going to find him in the culture and what's popular. It's heartbreaking, man, the more that things keep telling me. I mean, I got calls from pastors and preachers and people and other they're like, man, people quitting left and right because you know why? Because they're being told they got to preach something that is not the gospel. Because it fits the culture. Because everybody's a cupcake now. And we don't want to fit. I'm just telling you that is the truth. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying we cannot. You cannot as a believer, a person of faith in Christ, come off of this word and say, well, I know the Bible says, but... I know the Bible says, but, and compromise your convictions based on God's word. Now, don't get too happy because next week's Malachi. And all the Christians hate Malachi because he talks all about money and stuff. And people like that because, but see, we've done that for years. Well, I know the Bible says, but. But see, it's funny how we, we'll pick on other things that are big out there, but we, when it comes to other things, we don't, well, y'all really like that, and I'll compromise that, and I don't want to talk about that too much. I mean, that's, I know the Bible says it, Pastor, but it's the Bible. And he's not asking for us to be perfect. He is asking for us to return to me. He is not asking for us to be perfect. He's not asking you to be a Billy Graham. He ain't asking you to be a Bishop Jakes. He's asking you just to be you and come to him. So that he might come and meet you. Now, the other day, I've been looking for weeks for my tool. But I like I have a number of different tools. But I have this one little bag <clears throat> that has all of my little kind of quick grab tools. You know, stuff that, like, Haley asked me to do things. And, man, between, <clears throat> I, I mean, look, I, between her, her mama, and my grandmama, I got enough lists going. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I love all three. Like, I do. I love them dearly. But, but I got this little grab bag because when they need something quick... 
It's like got all my little stuff in it. I hadn't been able to find it for two weeks. I mean, it's, and you know how you do, right? I mean, Jay, you know, what, like, it's your tools, right? You know, you blame all your kids first. Because I know they got it. Where did y'all put the bag? And then I figured out, well, they don't know. So I went after their mama. I said, look, you, I know you, I seen you with my drill, so I know you got the tool bag. You, you got it. I ain't got it. Yes, you did. You just don't remember where you put it because you forget where you put your phone. So I know you, you know what I'm saying? She don't have it. So then I'm thinking, well, I didn't leave it at my grandma. I went to my grandma's house looking there, looking at my bar. I've looked everywhere. I thought I left it in Ronnie's car. I thought I left it in the lake. I have looked everywhere except the one place that moi put it. Because I thought I was so sly, I put it inside of a Tupperware bin <clears throat> because I was traveling with it so much back and forth to, to, to Ronnie's place when it was moving. And I had it in this little Tupperware bin. <laughs> so I never saw it in the barn. It was in a bin. I walked by it a hundred times, never knew it was there. Man, I was blaming the kids, my wife. If I'd had a dog, I'd have blamed the dog. You know what I mean? But who put it there? In the same way as this, there's, here's the Lord. We search for so many things that are not at all what he has placed in his word. He has put something so sacred in his text and it's right here. But we search everybody's ideas, everybody's wisdom, every other person's opinion before we go to the one place that he has hidden in plain sight for us and that is his word. And sometimes you have to you forget, don't you? I mean, let's be honest. Come on, let's be honest some more. Don't, don't be like those. Let's be real Christians this morning. Isn't it true that you forget sometimes to go to the thing that you know is the truth? And Zechariah, one of the things that he says is this. God is not lost. He's not anywhere you can't find him. He's right there. Right where he said he would be. But he will not come looking for you. And I know there's some scripture you could pull out of context and say, well, no, 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 no. You want to find God? You got to go and search him. He's not going to come beg and plead. He's not like, you know what I'm saying? He's not in a bad relationship kind of thing. Well, will you please come back to me? Please, 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 please. I miss you so much. I love you, but you're my, you know, you're my soulmate. He ain't like that. He's like, I shed my blood for you. If you want me, you call me. That's the way the Lord is. But you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. And right now, people are asking this question, you know, well, what's going on right now? What is he doing? I'm going to get to Zachariah in a minute. Just hang tight. Just trying to land a plane. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to figure out the, I got a little, I got a, I got a plan here. Just hang tight. But people are asking, like, well, what's going on right now? What's God doing? I mean, let me just real quick, show of hands. You're kind of wondering, like, maybe just a little bit, God, what are you doing? Where are you? Uh, could we get a sign? I mean, I keep seeing red moons again. Is this a sign? I mean, you know, like, like anybody else besides me just wondering, raise your hand if you just be honest this morning. Anybody besides me wondering or searching, asking? Yeah. I think that's most people that are of the faith. Because we're in a season that's been unlike anything probably most of us have experienced. We're asking God, where are you at? What are you doing? We can't seem to figure it out. But... We want to know, is God going to bring a revival? Or is there more junk coming down the pipe? Like, is this it? You know, every time you think you got something, you think, 
oh my my goodness now other people getting stuff again like what i thought we was done with this i mean put this thing to bed we moving on like you know it's like are you kidding me the other day we were laughing my grandma and i was out in the yard and we were looking and we had you know apple trees and different kind of trees and the japanese beetle just like devoured the leaves i just gone i'm looking like is this like some kind of locust thing you know, I mean, I'm just being honest with you right now. When you start seeing red moons and stuff eating your trees up and the plagues, you just begin to wonder, do you not? Of course you do. I mean, like, come on, be real. It's not, I don't think it's that, but you do wonder, what is God doing? Here's the thing I can say for certain. What Zechariah tells us is this. His name, Zechariah, actually means Jehovah remembers. And I'm telling you, if there's one thing that we and I, we can do as Christians, if you want to get... Connected with God in a way that is, is on the right path is just to draw near unto him because there is nothing that moves the heart of God like a man or a woman that brings his covenant to him. Abraham did it. I mean, he was bold with Sodom and Gomorrah saying, well, what about if there's 50, 40, 30, 20? I mean, he got all the way down. I guess if he got to one, maybe the place had been spared, but he was bold in the covenant talk. Many people in the Bible bold in the covenant talk, but he says, return to me. And it's kind of like this, checking out a library book. When you check out a library book, uh, I know we don't probably do that a lot now, but anyway, uh, if you do, you check it out. And when you check it out, they give you that little card thing, you write your name on it and they stamp it or something. You take the book home with you, get it for two weeks, that's what you used to, I think. And then you bring it back. If you don't bring it back, what do you get? Fine. I mean, what is it, like the nickel, two nickels, whatever else. I've heard people have like thousands of dollars of fines, you know. Well, I'll just pay the book. Like, it's just crazy. But when you take the book back, this is interesting. You can't get another book until you take this book. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. You can't get another book until you take this one back and you check it in. And the same thing God is saying, I think, to many of us is, and to us as far as in Christianity, returning to me is like this. Bring back to me the thing which is mine. Bring back to me the thing which belongs to me. In Zechariah's case, he's referring to the heart. He's saying, man, listen, in your worship, anybody can lift their hands. But what I want to know is what's going on in here. Is this really connected to me or is it just hands lifted up? Is it really a heart that's connected to worship right now or is it just going through emotion? Hey, man, anybody can drop some money off in the offering box, but is your heart really connected to it? Man, Jesus gave plenty of examples of this. He's talking about his heart. And Zechariah says, if you're going to return to me, you've got to return to me the thing which belongs to me. It's your heart. Isn't it funny how many places in the Bible the Lord talks about this, that we should love the Lord our God with all of our what? Heart. And then he goes on to other things, but the heart. It is the one thing, watch this, the one thing, the one thing that has been rebirthed or born again is the spirit of man or woman. It is the thing that he bought from you, that we are not our own, but we have been bought with a price. What is that? Well, you know you still make mistakes. I don't know of any Christians in here that don't make mistakes. If you do, uh, I mean, if you don't, if you say, well, I don't make any mistakes, listen, I mean, I don't get crazy, but you need to get saved or something like you. Everybody makes mistakes, okay? Everybody, including Haley, okay? You may not think she does, but even Haley, okay? And if Haley makes mistakes, forget it. We're all in trouble, okay? I always told somebody like this, if you get mad at her, there's something wrong with you. I mean, seriously, like, you know, 
But the heart is the part that's born again. That's the real you, the part of you that's real. That's the part that the Lord recreated, and it belongs to him. He bought you. You are not your own. I am not my own. You've been bought with a price. Well, so, Pastor, what does that mean then? Well, <clears throat> have you ever heard a conversation go kind of like this? Man, I don't know what God's doing. We just said that one. I don't know where God's going, and I can't hear from God. I just don't know what to do. Have you ever heard that or you ever said that? We pretty much all have. Well, the Lord says, if you return to me and return to who I am, then I will help you along the way. And we say things like this. Go back to the last thing that you knew you're supposed to do and do that. Go back to the thing which he told you last and step back towards that. What is that? That's returning to me. And he reminded them of this in Zechariah. We're getting to some scripture right here. He reminded them of this one thing when they were rebuilding the temple. He said, listen, you seem like you can't get this done on your own. And they're like, of course we can't. We just came out of captivity. We're in trouble, man. What are we going to do? And he says, oh, this is a perfect little storm. You think you were so good, right? You thought you were ready, and now you can't do this. They said, of course we can't do it. He says, this is great. And this is where we get this scripture. Watch what Zechariah says in chapter 4, verse 6. He said unto me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, it is not by might. It is not by power, but it is by my, everybody said together, spirit says the Lord of hosts. It is something that I think is so important to remember right now. That it is not by might, it's not by power, it's not by philosophy, it's not by what you know, not your education, it's by his spirit. You are born again by the spirit, you are led by the spirit, you are given creative ideas by the Spirit. It is Education is great, don't get me wrong. But I'm telling you right now, when you're a Christian, Spirit is in operation way more than we realize. We just don't know it. We just don't know it. Why do you get those weird things? You get this funny feeling like, I don't know if I should let my kids go with them. And we just ignore it and say, oh, well, I just, you know, it must have been pizza. I don't know. Blah. No, 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 no. That's Spirit. Talking to Spirit. Saying, hey. Listen, I'm trying to talk to you. And we go, well, you know, are we one of those weird Christians? That's the spirit. We're weird. I mean, get over it. God is a, and they that worship him must worship him in what? And in truth, spirit to spirit. I mean, we lift our hands because the Bible tells us to. It's an act of surrender. But I'm just telling you, this is physical. This is all body. I can do this all day long. Watch. Now, hold on. Watch this. I'll give you my worship pace. So you don't know. You don't know what's going on in here. But now listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if this right here is the posture, you can say all day long, well, you don't know what's going on in here. Yeah, but if you're happy and you know it, then your face ought to show it. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of something, right? That's what we tell our kids. It's good enough for our kids. It's good enough for us. But right here, it's spirit to spirit worship. Zechariah, Revelation are so almost interconnected, it is freaky when you read it sometimes, in a good way, <laughs> okay, in a good way. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures right here, okay? This is one I think I feel like I'm supposed to share with you, so I'm going to break this down a little bit and then kind of wrap up, okay? <clears throat> Revelation chapter 2 and verse 1, and I'll ask you this question, as you turn there or click there, whatever you do, we'll put it on the screen <clears throat> so you can see it, but it says, to the angel of the church in Ephesus write... So the angel of the church in Ephesus, right, this is spirit to spirit revelation. Paul, 
By the abundance of the revelation of God, I was given a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan that he might buffet me. Why? Because of the revelation of God. It wasn't because yet. It was a revelation from God. Sometimes you wonder why things happen to you. It's because spirit has moved on you and changed your life, and the enemy hates you for it. So what is he going to do? He's going to throw everything at you to try to stop you. Because why? He knows what's inside of you. Like there is a spirit of God on the inside of you that is greater than the spirit of this world. You want to know why they're after the church? It's because the spirit of this world hates what's going on inside the spirit of God in the church. And we are kind of falling prey to it a little bit. Well, if we give up this teaching, then maybe people will accept us more. You know, if we'll yield this, marriages, you know, I mean, you know, we want to love everybody, so we won't, you know. Jesus Christ, the Lord of the church, said marriage is between a man and a woman. That is your Lord and your Savior that shed his blood for you. Stop apologizing for what he said in his word. That's him. That is the Christ. And if that bothers you, then you are in big trouble because you are yielding to the spirit of this world and not to the spirit of Christ. You don't have to be mean and you don't have to be rude. And I'm not being rude by saying that, but I'm telling you right now, I refuse to back off of what he paid for my life. Why would I yield to someone else who hates my guts when this individual saved me? But see, we get wishy-washy because we're afraid. Because you don't know. We've forgotten what's in here. Return back to what? To me, says God. So if you have to give up a few friends. Letting that sink in a minute. What if you do? What if they say, well, man, you guys believe that. That's just weird. I know I'm waiting. I I know I'm pausing for reflection in Jesus name. If it costs you something on the job. So, Pastor, it's easy for you. You're a pastor. Don't even go down, don't you? You have no idea what this last year. Unless you've been a pastor, you have no idea what we have dealt with. We've got it on every side. I've heard it from the Christians. I've heard it from the non-Christians. I've heard it in the middle of the Christians. I've heard it from everybody. Everybody's hated something we've done over the last year. But I'm just telling you, if it costs you, is it worth the cost? My kids say this, and I want to say this to our church as well. I want you to hear this very clearly from me. <clears throat> My kids got in this thing because, you know, and it's all jokes, but it's not funny. You know, after a while, it's not funny. People say, well, they're, you know, pastor's kids, pastor's kids, pastor's kids got to do this, pastor's kids. And I want to say, well, they're doctor's kids. Well, they're businessmen's kids. I say, well, what does that have to do with any kids or kids? Whatever. My kids started buying into this thought that, well, we're pastors, kids. So that's why we do what we do. And I've had to sit down and tell them, let me tell you something. We don't do what we do because we're pastors. I was loving Jesus and following Jesus before I ever got a title, a pastor. 
and I'll still worship Jesus, and I'll still serve Jesus if I'm never a pastor. Because we don't serve him because we got some ministry function or title. We worship him because he saved your daddy. That's why we worship him. I don't serve him because I have to. I certainly don't serve him because I get paid to. I serve him because he saved me. And he bought me. And he caused me to become born again. By the power of his grace through the spirit of an almighty God. A rebirth. And if you knew me beforehand, if you really knew me, like some of my buddies know me, if you really knew me, you would know that guy has been born again. Because it's not by might. It's not by trying to get our lives together. It's not by strength in our own strength. It's by his spirit says the Lord. A couple last thoughts right here on this, and I'm going to close out with this thought. But Revelation 2, when he says this to the angel of the church in Ephesus, he writes, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands says this. Well, who is that? We know this is Jesus. But look at chapter 4 and verse 5. It says, out from Revelation, chapter 4 and verse 5, he says, out from the throne came flashes of lightning and sounds and pearls of thunder. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne. Watch this. Which are the seven spirits of God. Zechariah is all about the spirit of God. They rebuilt that temple not because they were so strong. Them to, the spirit of God Almighty brought them out of captivity. And he rebuilt his church by his spirit and not their power. It was amazing work of God's grace. And I'm saying he's not done either. But the key is we must return unto him. <clears throat> so when I say the seven spirits of God, let me just give you these. This is, it won't take, but like, seriously, just a couple of minutes. I just really felt like, this is funny, I wasn't putting the two and two together. But uh, as we're in worship, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about some of the words to some of these songs. And, and one of the songs we were sitting there in worship with was, he's counselor. He, he's... <clears throat> <clears throat> the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. These are all words that are listed in Isaiah and other places too, but many of them in Isaiah. We talk about this, Emmanuel. We talk about him at Christmas time, right? You know, but that means God is with us. See, he's, even if you don't feel him, he's with you. Because why? Because his word tells me so. Yeah, but I don't feel, but see, that's, philosophical teachings that say, do you feel something? We used to say this all the time. Man, as old school, I'm breaking it down for you like this. We'd say, hey, look, I don't, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe. Now, that's old school, but that's truth. So Isaiah says this about the seven spirits of God. So I don't know which one of these might belong to you, but I wrote this down years ago from a pastor, and I still have them in the margin of my Bible. Because they mean so much to me. And when I'm in, in, when I'm in times of confusion or times of dryness or in times where I'm asking God, where are you? <clears throat> I go back to the spirit of God and the teaching of where is the spirit of God in this. So let me re- put this on the screen for you in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1. And like I said, you can write this verse of scripture down and go back and read it to this week. 
or, or take a picture, what do you want to do, or click on your phone. I don't care what, you, just remember this verse, Isaiah 11. You'll see these all throughout the Bible. You'll see them, Jesus quotes these. You'll see these in uh, a number of different places. But Isaiah starts this off. Jesus quotes them. It's also in the New Testament as well. But I'm just going to give you it briefly here. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. <clears throat> it says, Then a shoot will spring up from the stem of Jesse. Now, this is important to understand this. That, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. So in our farm, uh, I've got a couple of trees that died. And when a tree dies... It, it usually leaves like a little stump. You, it's hard to get it out of the ground. But every now and then, the oddest thing happens. Out of this dead stump, like a new growth will come up. Just out of nowhere. You're like, Whoa, look at that. Wow, I thought it was dead. That's where we were in this. So before you think, where's God? Why is God? What is he doing? Where did he go? Before Jesus came on the earth, understand this. The lineage of David was down to the stump. It was almost like there's no one left. It was over. Based on every record of the, the Pharisees and those who were studying about the law, the priests, they were looking around. There's, there's, unless they have some kids, we, what, where's Jesus coming from? It was to the point of a stump that was gone. And out of that, surprise, God has a way of doing things when you don't see the way coming forward. He can wait till it's right on the death's door, man, and he can, what, surprise? I'm still all powerful. It's almost like he's like, you didn't see that coming, did you, right? Because I'm God and I can do some cool stuff if you believe in what I'm saying. He says, then a shoot will spring up from the stem of Jesse. All right, enough of that. And a branch from his roots will bear fruit. And these are the seven spirits of God. Look at these and then we're going to close up. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on What's the Spirit of the Lord? It's a relationship with Jesus. Before I go any further, listen to me right now. If you come to God wanting an answer, but you don't have a relationship with God, you're not going to get the answer you're looking for. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Jesus first. We don't seek the hand of the giver for the gift. I seek the hand of a Savior, and He blesses me. I'm not seeking gifts. I'm seeking Him. First and foremost, intimacy with Jesus, number one. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on Him. What does that mean? Need intimacy with God. Number two, the Spirit of wisdom. What does wisdom mean? It means maybe some of you here, you need some order in your life. You want to find God? Put some order together. Chaos is everywhere. Just go to Atlanta Airport and you'll see it. It is chaos. They need some God moving in that airport because it is chaos, it's craziness. God is in order. Watch the sun, the moon, the stars, and the sky, and watch how they are always in order. He is not a God of disorder. You want to find God? He's not in crazy. He's not in chaos. He's not in confusion. He is in peace and order. When I can't find my toolbox, I'll tell you right now, that wasn't the Lord. The Lord is in order. Jody, put it back where you got it from. Then you'll know where it's at. That's order. Okay. Not OCD, but it is order. All right? Number three, spirit of understanding. I told you I'm going through these quick. Spirit of understanding. What does that mean? It means, God, I don't know what to do. I need some clarity right now. I got one or two things. I think I know what you're saying, but I, I just don't know for sure. It means hang tight. You need some clarity. You know, I, I, need, I need clarity in Jesus' name. That comes from the Holy Spirit. If it's not clear, then it's not God. If it's not clear, it's not God. Let me tell you, if it's clear, you know it's the Lord. 
Because it's as clear as crystal. I mean, it's as peaceful as a, as a calm waters. It's clarity. That's the Spirit of the Lord. The fourth one, he says this, is the Spirit of counsel. Some of you in here right now, you need to make decisions. Spirit of counsel. Where did you get that from? The Holy Spirit. Jesus talks about you need counsel right now. Maybe it comes from somebody at your table. Maybe it comes from a friend in the church. Maybe it comes from somebody else. I don't know. But you need some counsel in your life right now because it's bigger than you. Your decision that you've got to make is outside of your capacity. So what do you need? You need some counsel. And that's okay. Ask for wisdom or ask for counsel from a friend. Doesn't mean you have to li- take their advice. Just listen because God will speak through counsel. Everybody knows the scripture. Wisdom is in the what? Multitude of absolute. There's the spirit of God. He's in counsel. Some of you need to hear that today. Some of you, this fifth one is the spirit of strength. That means you have authority. You have authority and you have power and you have strength that comes from God. It's not by my might nor by my strength. It's by my spirit, says God. Be strengthened by the spirit and the inner man. The Bible tells us to do this. Have a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. That comes from in Timothy. That's who we have, who we are. Not some weak given to the culture around you. Well, I don't want to. No. You don't have to be mean, but you can stand for Jesus and walk in power and authority and kick the devil out of your business. And if he's toying around with your kids and your family, you have power and authority to kick him out in Jesus' name. But you got to do it. And be a weird Christian, but you got to do it. If you're going to believe this, you might as well just believe all of it. You can't pick and choose like the stuff that everybody likes. No. Sometimes you got to say, get out of my house. In Jesus' name. We're not dealing with that. The last two. The spirit of knowledge. Knowledge is a spirit of faith. It means, you know, when you understand hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by God's word. Knowledge. What does God say about the situation? It gives you faith to take a step forward. It comes from his spirit. The last thing he says this is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, this is one I know that probably could get, you know, I don't know, everybody in trouble, I guess, from time to time. But the spirit of the fear of the Lord just simply means integrity of heart. It means doing what's right when nobody's looking. It means you could get away with this, make a little more. But if you believe the Lord is with you you don't cut corners you don't try to hide it you don't try to sugarcoat it you don't try to make it sound like it's, no it is what it is if it's if I'm going to have a fear of the Lord integrity of heart the Bible says the spirit of man shall sustain him in his sicknesses do you know what that means that means the heart has to be whole I don't know about you I can't be whole if I'm kind of having a half-hearted integrity. You know what I mean? Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Like, just, well, you know, I mean, the lady at the checkout counter, she gave me a 20 and I gave her a 10. She didn't see it, but I'm thinking, well, I don't know, maybe that's the blessing of the Lord. But no, 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 no. Give that girl back that 20. You know better. There goes, she's going to get shortchanged at the register and know it at the end of the night. You give her that money back. Don't you dare take something that don't belong to you. Integrity. When the kids are watching, they're asking you questions. What do you say? I'm going to be truthful with them, right? But we have integrity. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell the truth. Y'all all right this morning? Y'all right? <laughs> going to be honest, right? In Jesus' name, I'm going to be honest. All right. So before we go today, listen. Some of you need to hear that out of Isaiah. 
don't know who you are, but whatever you need, you need to take that and go before God, return to him, say, God, I need this from you, but I'm coming to you first in Jesus' name, right? So I want you to bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray and I thank you, Lord, that that you're with us, God, that you, God, are with us in spirit and in truth, God, as we worship you, God, your Holy Spirit is with us. And I thank you, Lord, that you're ministering to people's hearts right now. And Father, I pray today if there's anybody here that doesn't know you, they're watching online right now. Maybe they don't know you. Maybe they, God, are just uh, in a season where they thought they knew you. Maybe in this room and they're thinking, well, this was God, I thought, but it was rooted in philosophy or it's rooted in some kind of a cultural acceptance. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you strengthen us by your spirit in the inner man? Will we be like Zechariah, Lord? Would you give us that word where you said it is not by might and not by power, but God, would your spirit rest strong in our hearts in Jesus' name? And if there's those here that do not know you, I pray today they would pray and receive you as our Lord. While your eyes are closed, no one's looking around. I just want to pray for you right now. The whole church is going to pray for you or pray with you. If you're here, you're watching online as well, and you don't know Christ, I want to pray for you right now. Just pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today. I give you my heart. I give you my life, Lord. I understand that I need you to save me. So, Lord, I ask you to save me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer, we're so proud of you. Would you give me a hand, church? If you prayed that prayer, we're so proud of you. And online right now and in this room as well, you can welcome the screen is connect.cornerstonerome.com. And you can fill that out for us. We'll help you get started walking with God, give you some discipleship um, uh, tools to help you get started walking with God and whatever you might need. We just want to help you in your faith as you take a step forward with Christ. And before we go today, as always, we'd love to speak this over you as a church. Would you stand to your feet? Let me just speak this over you. This is out of Numbers chapter 6. Let me just say this before you leave today. The Lord, listen, God does not need perfection. He doesn't. He just needs willing hearts. And he needs faithful followers. That's all he needs. He does not need perfection. He's not looking for these... He had, these people in the, in the Gospels, they were trying to be so cool and perfect and everything pressed and did... Their, that is not what he needs. He just needs this connected to him. That's all he really needs. So before you go today, man, just hear this as we speak this over you as a church. And number six, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. God bless you so much, man. Is that a prayer for you? You're dismissed. We'll see you next week. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.